Let's have a look at your charts, Mr. Peppard. Hmm, yes, looking better than yesterday. Oh, thank you, Doctor. Now, you might feel a small prick. Wouldn't be the first. Brace yourself. I'm going to give you one in the posterior. I should be so lucky. Is this your first time? I hope you know where you're sticking that thing. Don't worry. It isn't hard. Mm, speak for yourself. <laughs> when I was a little bitty boy, my grandmother bought me a cute little toy. Silver bills hanging on a string. She said it was my ding a ling a ling. Oh, my ding a ling. Everybody singing. And welcome to Earbuds and the Earworms. I'm Amy, and this week I'm joined by. Mitchell Manley once again. Yay, you came back. Yay, well, thanks for having me back. I, well, hey, you offer, you're like, if you ever can't find a co host, and I'm like, well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad got, to be here. I've got a hard week. I could really just <laughs> hey Mitchell. That's great. Oh yeah, and I saw you in the coffee shop line. Yeah, that 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 was a uh, serendipitous for sure. Yeah, I was like, hey, somebody yeah, named Mitch- Mitchell ordered coffee. I know that guy. Yeah, not a whole lot of Mitchells, although there's a lot more in Memphis than there were in Jackson. That's for sure. Yeah, there are. Also, I- I'm sure there were Mitches in Jackson. Jackson seems like a Mitch oh, place. Oh boy, yeah. There's a there's several Mitches, and I hate being called Mitch. But mm. a lot of people don't ask if I want to be called Mitchell or Mitch. And so <laughs> I just know if someone calls me Mitch. Without even asking. You don't know who they are and you don't want to be friends. You got it. <laughs> Nailed it. They can't sit at the lunch table with you. <laughs> For sure. Get them out of here. I'll remember that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know. Don't, don't mess with that, right? Right, for sure. <laughs> so this week, um, we did get a suggestion mm-hmm. and in, like, the inbox, and it was from Brittany. And she said songs with double meaning. Right. Such as Lake Street Dive. Uh, side pony. Yeah, and I was actually, like, oh. uh, yeah, and that's the one she submitted. So later on, we'll get there. Yeah, but yeah, um, of course, there's a lot of songs throughout history that right. have double meaning, or just they're single entendres, and everybody loves dirty songs. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I was I had a hard time trying to pick some that weren't just you know a sort of straightforward metaphor because that didn't really exactly mean double meaning necessarily. Right. But, it's not like my dingling. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the first one that came to mind that didn't make it onto the list, though, uh, Short People by Randy Newman. I if know. you're familiar with that. I know that I one. I mean, <laughs> definitely uh, have all your listeners go and check that one out or maybe sneak that one in somewhere yeah, uh, short in the people intro or because, something. I don't know. Yeah, because short people, you're like, oh, is he talking about short people? But no, he's talking about short people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always love that one. I always play just that little bit, though, if, like, a short person's getting on my nerves. I'm like, <laughs> right. Short people, people got no, no reason. reason. <laughs> I love that song. It's, like, Randy Newman's legit one of my favorite songwriters. He's a brilliant guy. He's also brutal. Everybody thinks a Toy Story, but he exactly. was mean sometimes. Yeah, and in interviews, he can be, like, really kind of everyone's favorite asshole yeah he's just a smart ass but like all all his satire songs are just so well crafted and like mm-hmm. just beautifully worded and so like bitingly sarcastic i love it <laughs> I, love short I love it yes <laughs> so mitchell which one did you bring uh let's see uh, i brought a song by a guy named dan reader uh, a song is called beach ball you say the world isn't fair you say you don't care you say it was cheap 
Can you tell me the damn thing never did hold air, hold air as we watch it float toward the boats over there where the guard at the gate has a gun and a phone and a radio. The weak spot on a beach ball is the vow, if you don't count the smell or the fact that the harder you hit it, the slower it seems to go. Till the wind blows and takes it away to the side of the bay Where the guard at the gate has a gun and a phone and a radio uh, Dan Reeder is, uh, he's a solo act. He was discovered by John Prine. I think he was like sending his demos to John Prine and John Prine put out some of his records. Oh, that really makes sense though. Yeah. He makes all, he makes all his own instruments. So all the guitars and stuff you hear, he made by hand. He makes wow. paper banjos and, uh, tons of vocal harmonies that he does himself. And so he just mixes all that himself. Yeah, too. All himself. And he, uh, a lot of his songs have like a lot of repetition. And so mm-hmm. he'll find like, really simple but poignant phrases and just repeat them over mm-hmm. and over again through the song to kind of push home his meaning. Really good at doing that without getting boring and like very, yeah. very fascinating. I love it. But, and uh, he doesn't go too long with a song either. He like exactly. knows when to let go. Like it's, he doesn't mess around too much, but he definitely has like a lot of fun while making this song. So I, that's why I was like, I don't know what the beach ball is, but, yeah. it, and it's got this like, when I was a kid, we would visit the Ozarks and I guess, you know, with making his own instruments, it kind of makes sense because yeah, sure. a lot of those people make their own instruments mm-hmm. and, like, they're luthiers. Mm-hmm. And, like, it kind of gave me that vibe. sort of. And I, his voice has got this, like, kind of... Very gravelly kind of... Kind of gravelly, but in this kind of sweet way. Not sure. like that Tom Waits. Um, mm-hmm. Even though Tom Waits is not really a drinker or a smoker, he's got that drinking, smoking voice. Right. And I didn't think Dan Reeder had that. He just has, like, this old... Older yeah, man. exactly. Yeah. It's sort Older of endearing. Stuff. Yeah. And yeah, like the the lyrics to the song aren't like super straightforward as to like trying to reveal what a second meaning might be. And like he has a lot of songs that are pretty simple subject matter wise. So it very well could be about a beach ball, but I always <laughs> like the sort of nostalgic feel and there's this sort of uh, feeling of something uh, had but lost to this song to me. And so... I always think of something sort of like a failed relationship or something like that. You know, the lyrics are, uh, the weakest spot on a beach ball is the sm- is the valve if you don't count the smell. Uh, and so I, I sort of see that as this idea of, you know, uh, the the love in a relationship leaving and escaping through like the valve and, you know, deflating. Um, and there's this other part, you know, he says uh, uh, the harder – the harder you hit it, the slower it seems to go. And that sort of gives me this idea of when you're trying to make something work, trying to make a relationship work or whatever it is. It just gets worse. Right. Exactly. And And so that's sort of the meaning that I get out of that song. It's a a very longing sort of a It's an eight millimeter feel. Yeah, really. Exactly. That's a very good way to describe (laughs) that. Actually. I'm probably going to steal that terminology. I really like that. I just thought of it and I was like, it does have an eight millimeter feel. Yeah, it's 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 like a little short film. You can you know, kind of uh, see the scratchings movies. around the side. Yeah, and like some lint got on it. And but it's like a lot of Dan Reader stuff is like that. So, and uh, like you were saying, a lot of his songs are short as well, short mm-hmm. and to the point. And so, uh, I wish a lot more people would listen to Dan Reader. So, uh, it's the definitely first go and listen to more of his stuff for sure. Yeah, it was the first time I've ever heard of him, and I was like, 
huh, this is really interesting. And then it started playing. Like, <laughs> I just kept letting it play. Um, so I went with uh, a little more obvious. Sure. <laughs> but I found this song, and it was so badass. It's Clara Smith's It's Tight Like That. Man, the lead dog's up a vamping at night. from 1929 mm-hmm. the same year as the great depression began um and i'm gonna say she's the cardi b of the 20s <laughs> i it's fair it's very because you can say something's like tight like oh this looks good but you know it's very obvious what miss miss smith is talking about here yeah yeah this one's got quite a few little metaphors going on in it and uh the original version was by a guy named tampa red i think was the guy who wrote it and (laughs) his lyrics are even more scandalous so uh (laughs) listeners definitely go and check that out uh there's talk of black roosters and little brown hens and wow uh, uh, yeah there's some other there's some other more scandalous scandalous metaphors Yeah, so you guys will definitely want to check that out. I've got to say, they have tons of 30s songs and 20s songs that are downright dirty. Oh, yeah, for sure. There was another one I came across. That A lot of repression just... to get over back <laughs> yeah. in the day. There was one called, um, I'm trying to remember, it's called uh, Please Warm My Wiener um, from 1935. Wow. I guess... Uh, and you know what? That one wasn't at all a double entendre. <laughs> yeah, it was just board. a single... I was like, oh, I thought maybe this is no. about a hot dog. Nope. 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 <laughs> Definitely about real wieners. Yes. I'm like, huh, yeah, this is... Maybe I could talk about... No, this is definitely not about a hot dog. No Oscar Mayer in here. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, I think must have just had a lot of repression during the depression. Like people just crawl out of the dust bowl and, and <laughs> into the bed, like, apparently. Yeah. A like, well, of, we got no jobs. Yeah. That's, got nothing that's true. to do. Yeah. Let's just make songs about um, getting laid and you know, talking uh, about how tight things are. A lot of these, a lot of the submissions actually are very sexual, which, yes, which I don't hate that. That's fine. We can, uh, we can talk about that. But I just thought it was funny that whenever you tell people double entendres, double meanings, that's pretty much the first thing that tends, yeah. tends to come to mind is like people trying to make uh, analogies about sex. So Yes, or body parts yeah, or exactly. anything like that. We will get there, I believe. Yes. <laughs> So, of course, Brittany Page was the person who who suggested this. And, um, you know, Lake Street Dive, uh, Side Pony is what she originally submitted as, like, the, you know, overarching example. Mm-hmm. But she also suggested another one that I think is less known. And that's a DJ Chris Lauren case... Uh, I think it's, well, it says okay. So it's, I think the song is Casey Abrams. Okay, so it's Casey Abrams wore out my soul. Yeah. When I walked with you, it used to feel so sweet. 
people would see us together I was complete Mama used to say I'd go out of you one day I thought I'd be with you Till we were old and gray Without your love around I thought I'd feel so down Chris Loren had to get his name on it. I don't know. But, uh, but Casey <laughs> Abrams. Straight yeah, up. I was like, there's no DJ Chris Loren in this. Who's that? Is that the producer? Perhaps. Maybe. Could be. Or he was the person who. Brittany, like, why don't you tell us? Yeah, we need if to you know. know. If you have I need answers. Yeah. So, of course, this is like walking a lot. There's like a lot of shoe references, but also it's like wearing out your, you know, person's soul right yeah the the soul s-o-l-e and yes. soul s-o-u-l metaphor that's been used quite a lot in music it's like but the it, jeans and jeans yeah exactly <laughs> yeah you're right but it just if it does lend so perfectly mm-hmm. to to doing uh like especially love songs and stuff about feeling comfortable and whether or not it fits and you know over time it gets worn out and right and it's you like have to mend it and all that kind of stuff it's, if you're gonna put the effort into mending it right yeah, sure, yeah. exactly it's like so, that, that $5 shoe, you might not put the effort right. into it. But maybe the $50 shoe. Right, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so the patent leather heels. Sorry. And then you got to go find a cobbler, and those are hard to find these days. We're in midtown Memphis. Yeah. It's not that hard. <laughs> Just find the first guy with a handlebar mustache. He can You're probably like, fix he your probably, shoes. <laughs> he's probably qualified. <laughs> you know it. We'll Just go to the p and I'm sure half those guys. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And at uh, least, like. Mm, maybe a dozen of the ladies. Yeah, they could, they, yeah. You know, women can be women, cobblers too. And the cobbler was a woman. <laughs> and the cobbler was a woman the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I actually really liked this song. It's it's a very sexy sounding song too. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I had a half chub just listening to it. It, it could be really about <laughs> shoes, and I probably still would have been into it. It's fine. Yeah, it's a great like. I I've got the, you know. Okay, so we actually came from the same area. Mm-hmm. So do you remember the coffee shop band? Yeah, absolutely. Were you in the coffee shop band? I was not in that band, but I was friends with all those guys. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Nate Brooks and Brooks Butler and Russell Goff and, and Jared Zahn. Wow. Yeah, Jared Zahn I bought a shirt off of in history class. Oh, wow. <laughs> Do you remember his one with the 1920s golfer girl on it? I don't. Oh, it's a hole in one club oh, on the wow. back side. Yeah, he sold it to me for like. That's amazing. Bucks. Yeah, well, I wore it out. <laughs> Just like, you know, the soul gets worn out, the shirt yeah. got wore out. But he sat behind me, so I was like, I really want that shirt. And he eventually sold it to me. And he was very upset about it, I think, afterwards. <laughs> so, does this uh, kind of remind you of some coffee shop band? It reminded like, really chill. me. Yeah, it's like that's, but it, it kind of, how I describe it is like the coffee shop like band male version of Adele. You know, because yeah. it's got a little bit of soul in it. Also, yeah, there's a lot of flute, and I'm a big fan yeah, of flute. Yeah, for sure, of course. <laughs> Lots of trills, and so I was really excited about that. Yeah, I like that. That, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's, it's definitely very chill, but uh, also... Not trite coffee Right, shop. exactly. It's very smart sounding, which I, I dig. Uh, a lot of this 
music uh, that's kind of folksy like that can can be really sentimental and saccharine. And uh, this doesn't go that direction for me, so I like that. Yeah, and you've mentioned before like how a lot of so- singer-songwriters can start just so- blending yeah, exactly. together. And I felt this one like really hung out. Now, yeah, I agree. Now, Mike went with the double entendre, <laughs> like the classic one. Um, it's ACDC's Big Balls. Right, yep. Everybody comes and comes again. If your name is on the guest list, no one can take you higher. Everybody says I've got great balls on fire. I've got big balls, oh, I've got big balls. And there's such big balls, dirty big balls. And he's got big balls, and she's got big balls. But he's got the biggest balls of them all. Some balls are held for charity and some for fancy dress. But when they're held for pleasure, they're the balls that I like best. My balls are always bouncing to the left and to the right. It's my belief that my big ball should be held every night. We've got big balls. We've got big balls. We've got big balls. That's big balls. Let's take it back to middle school here for a second. I've never heard this song. Oh, you had never heard this before? <laughs> no. Wow. So, I mean, from what I understand, it's a single entendre about ballroom soirees, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, what else would it possibly be about? I don't know what it is. I mean, <laughs> I like to go to ballrooms and sway about and swing to the left and right. Right. I mean, dirty big balls, that makes plenty of sense. They're rolling around. They're getting dust. You know, it's debris. a barnyard uh, dance shindig there. <laughs> That's when you put the chandelier in the barn. Woof. <laughs> What I want to know is at the end of this, they start talking about seafood and crabs. And I'm wondering how that fits into this. I have no idea. I guess that's what they're serving. Perhaps at the the ball. Yeah, right next to the punch. Mm, (laughs) I have a feeling there might be something else to this. Who who submitted this? Mike. Mike. (laughs) Mike, you might have to tell. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting nothing off this one for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask Mike to clarify what he meant here. <laughs> Big balls. Um, it's just a party. It, it is a classic song, so I'm glad that got submitted. And I'm glad I finally heard it. Yeah, you are definitely, I don't know, are you better off having heard that song now? Sure. I mean, it's better than overplaying most of the other ACDC that happens, but, you know. Somehow I managed to not listen to that much ACDC yeah. and Considering who okay I that. dated in in high school, yeah, it's amazing I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. true. It's um, so strange. Now Craig is also kicking it old school here. He brought the Who's Squeeze Box. Right. Well, the kids don't eat and the dog can't sleep. There's no escape from the music in the whole damn street. Stop playing all night and the music's alright. Mama's got a squeeze box. also a very very good one Mm -hmm. and it's just about an accordion 
Mm, <laughs> this one I might have to... To be honest, this is one that, like, listening to it as a kid, I never would have second-guessed it at all because the lyrics, you know, there's a few little minor hints, I think, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it's straightforward. It's like, oh, Mama's got a squeeze box and keeps Dad up all night playing it. Cause concertina. Really, yeah, a little concertina. <laughs> a little mini accordion. Just playing it all night, keeping Dad up. What a bitch. But <laughs> I don't... I don't think... On second thought, I don't think that's what this is really about. You don't think so? I'm still trying to figure out all the all the actual metaphors to this one, though. But you know what the box is, right? Well, I, I'm trying to figure it out because she wears it on her chest, but usually whenever a metaphor to a box is being made, it's it's not Maybe the chest. Maybe it's just because the torso. Perhaps. Could be. Or other ways of doing things. Right. Yeah, that's true, too. It could be that. But <laughs> it's just... It's, Maybe that's just because the experience expected place of a concertina yeah but then you're just ruining your metaphor though i, don't I know. think that you know the who they were doing some drugs i think i don't believe it you don't think so? <laughs> <laughs> how did how did uh how did their drummer keith moon die again oh yeah choking on his own vomit okay mm. fair enough i mean that happens with when the flu right yeah that's sure. that's what i heard yeah <laughs> it was a, a super duper catchy song and uh i do like that it can sort of fly under the radar and you and can you'd play never it around know. the six-year-old right exactly yeah because you didn't know as a kid, right? Yeah, I certainly didn't. Had no idea. <laughs> I, 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 Did and, your parents yeah. play it around you? No, my parents. I, I like heard it on the radio or whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, never would have thought anything of it until I got a little older and people were like, you know that song's about sex, right? I was like, oh yeah, it kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops-a-doodle. It's like any of the Beatles drug reference songs. Yeah. It's like, Lucy and the Sky with Diamonds is about what? What? Yeah, yeah like mind blown. Marmalade skies and yeah, yeah, yeah. not not about drugs at all, huh? No, nothing all right. at all. Yeah, it's fine. And Christy, now she's in the '80s, I think, is when Cindy Lauper was popular. So she brought she bought. Another one that can fly straight up under the radar when you're a kid. Yeah, when you're a kid, for sure. Once you once you've hit puberty, you're this like, one becomes oh, pretty clear. I yeah. think. <laughs> I, I I think the most obvious lyric was they say I better stop or I'll go blind. That was a very good line. Yes. <laughs> this song is super duper catchy. Um, even uh, without sort of knowing any of the meaning, it's just probably one of my favorite Cindy Lauper I mean, songs. Cindy Lauper. Yeah, all She's of her songs are just so catchy. Just it's joyful, and then you're like, "Oh, this is kind of sexy too," but in like like a very personal way. Yeah, very personal indeed for very, this one especially. It's a very personal, sexy <laughs> song, and it's I, I I just loved it. It was like delightful, and also the video is very 80s. I like Definitely the stab so. at Burger King. 
Yep. Burger clone. Burger clone. Very good. It was very good. I think uh, my my favorite line in this one was, I better get a chaperone because I can't stop messing with the danger zone. I just oh. love That's got to be the greatest line ever. That's it's pretty It's a great good. rhyme and everything. So got to get a chaperone. <laughs> I can't stop messing with the danger zone. <laughs> that's so great. And it just brings a whole new meaning to that Kenny Loggins song, Danger Zone, too. Yeah. So, you know, oh, man. Oh. They're flying to the danger zone. Starting a... You know, maybe that could have been a double entendre song. Damn it. It could have been. Maybe it been. could have been. Maybe. maybe it is. You guys do the research. Get I, out the red yarn. <laughs> just like get the, the pins. Walls. Start chain smoking. Yep. Yeah, do the whole Charlie Day thing. Mm-hmm. So Hector brought, and I'm going to say this one's a single entendre. For De- sure. <laughs> for sure. Denise LaSalle's Lick It Before You Stick It. Yep. Now all you fellas sitting there laughing, let me tell you this is no stage joke. It's not about lollipops. Yeah, I've, I guessed from listening to it for two seconds. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, just a little intro. I was like, you know, y'all guys just need to do more. Right. So, single entendre, but definitely a dirty song, which is where I guess double entendres always go. Yeah, for sure. Lots of fun analogies in this one. Uh, I think <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember some of the ones that I said, uh, but I, I know my favorite thing is when background vocals say titty kissing. <laughs> There's just nothing funnier than like, Titty kissing, titty kissing. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. I liked the find that little man in the boat. Yeah, you got to find the man in the boat. Yeah, that's important. It's it's sad to me that this song must have been necessary when this <laughs> came out. Like that's it, it probably seems to be, still is necessary. That's that's highly unfortunate. How it needs more radio play now. Yeah, yeah. I think you <laughs> you commented before we recorded something about uh <laughs> how you were wondering how much airplay this got. I, I mean, I, I do how, where wonder. where are they gonna play it? You know, it's it's funny uh, in Jackson, Tennessee, where we're from. Kicks ninety six is run by the guy who ended up marrying De- Denise Lascelles. So maybe, maybe, maybe he he made that that radio station just to play her songs. Yes, I hope so. That'd be amazing. What a, what a okay. We need some more red yarn. We need <laughs> yeah. some more pictures. My whole wall. Just what a dirty song, but like it's it's so tongue in cheek the whole time. It's it, also an instructional song that's not about dancing. Yeah, you're right. It's, there's very few of those that are... Yeah, you're right. I haven't thought about that. <laughs> it's instructional, but you're not having to learn the electric slide. So you lick it before you stick it. Right. Okay, I gotcha. um, that's just manners. I, I can go with that. That's that's fair enough. <laughs> Fellas, listen up. Yeah. Now, then we get wholesome. Jeremy brings Andre Crouch's 
can't nobody do me like Jesus. wondering how much of a tongue-in-cheek submission this was because obviously it's a gospel song but i mean billy graham endorsed it apparently if you want to if you want to read into it there's some lines there Uh um can't nobody do me like jesus i mean he He, is he is you know half god half man so i I would assume he's probably the best at it the holy spirit right yeah yeah that's yeah definitely gotta have the spirit right catch that spirit Mm -hmm. get in there um (laughs) I don't. I like at the end of it is like can't nobody do it like Jesus do me like Jesus because he Jesus is my friend. Well, it's a very close friendship. It, obviously, yeah. Uh, I'd say it should be Jesus is my friend with benefits, perhaps. Yes, or. Jesus is my friend <laughs> with benefits, definitely. But I'm like, did nobody like think about this? This this goes in the like. You know, a lot of Christian songs sound a lot like sexy songs. Yeah, for so sure. In no way is this surprising. That's very true. Uh, even even South Park had that episode where they just took a bunch of like sexy songs and replaced it with Jesus. And then then you got a you got a Christian hit there. I think we might have a band in the works now, listeners. Uh, <laughs> Amy and I are going to start a band and make a bunch of money. <laughs> and uh, don't ask about how we're all of a sudden really religious. Yeah, th- don't look at my Facebook. Yeah. going to have to close down the friend request. Don't worry your pretty little head about that. <laughs> we, we love Jesus, and we want him inside of us. That's all I know to tell uh, you. You want Jesus to come inside right. of you. Right. <laughs> so, now, do you check your Twitter yet? I have not checked my Twitter. I should totally do that. I wonder if people have tweeted at me. I at least tweeted at you that one time. I appreciate time. that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you got it. I'm just very, very bad at Twitter, although I have started using Instagram. So I'm proud of you. Come find me on Instagram now. What? What's your... I think it's Smokebeard. Smoke that uh, makes a lot of sense for you. Yeah, for sure. Wait, do you smoke? Not cigarettes. I was like, smoking's bad. Cigarettes are terrible for you, for okay. sure. Okay. Just PSA. <laughs> cigarettes are bad for you. Um, you can always reach the show at, uh, reach the show at E&D Pod, and you can always reach me at Madam Woolite. The Facebook group is Earbuds and Earworms Podcast Group, and the voicemail line is 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837. Sorry, we do not have pot. I'm I mean, sorry. I just can't help you with that. I mean, just reach out to <laughs> Smokebeard on Instagram, and we'll see what we can work up. Yeah. <laughs> um, endpod at gmail.com would be where you send your emails or your voice memos if you want to do that. And, of course, we're endpod.com. That's where you can see our show picture, and that's part of the 10710 Network. Now, you chose the final song. I did. It's by a band from Nashville <gasps> Woo! Uh, called Bully. I love I love that it's like a girl punk band. Dude, and she she records all of their music. She engineers all this stuff. Like, 
She's brilliant. I think her name is Alicia Alicia Bognano. She's like, wow. yeah, and they're from Nashville. Really great band. This song is called Milkman. Has a lot of different sort of metaphors going on. Uh, there's the obvious, you know, milkmen used to come show in when up the on yeah the, show up on the doorstep. Yeah, and show the up baby, on the down low. Yeah, and the baby somehow looks like the milkman. Right. So there's definitely that sort of a thing going on, and then there's also this more like deeper existentialist idea, you know. Uh, that you aren't your occupation, you know. So she, there's a line where she says, "I could, I could be a milkman, or I could get up and I could be anything I want to be." Mm-hmm. And I like that sort of a message, you know. Uh, the Jean-Paul Sartre, <laughs> existence precedes essence, you know. Just because you've been a waitress all your life doesn't make you. You're not a waitress. defined yeah, by exactly. what you do. I right. like that. And okay. so that's that's probably my favorite way to interpret this song. And then uh, she she has explained that there's a slight like sort of a love story going on, mm-hmm. and then. In the chorus, she just talks about her, her brain running wild and basically running circles around a square in Chicago to try to <laughs> try to calm down her brain to, or calm down her body to be as, as dead as her brain is, you know. Yeah. Which is a really cool song. It's two minutes long, super catchy and grungy and fun. And I like that it there's so much meaning that you can sort of unpack, even if it's tangential, yeah. from a two-minute catchy pop song. So you can enjoy it for what it is and dance. Or you can kind of read into it, and there's actually some legitimate substance there. Yeah, so it's good. Enjoy right. some bully. It's nice and dense. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. I can't wait to be on again. Yes. Let's, uh, <laughs> me, was it Craig who I, I need to have a throwdown Yeah, you're with? supposed to have a Cra- uh, Craig throwdown. Let's plan one for a couple of months. Let's let's find a way to get us a third microphone in here. Oh, yeah. No, we'll just go ahead and like <laughs> Skype this up. We'll do this. I would love we to do that. Get, yeah. Craig, that is the gauntlet thrown. For the second time. Yes. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Thank you. I like pancakes.